and welcome to the College Football Daily, a special playoff rankings reveal edition. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined by Chris Hummer. Chris, I mean, we're, we're talking five minutes after uh, ESPN just revealed uh, the third of the College Football Playoff rankings, and nothing changed as far as the teams in the top ten. There was some movement within the top ten, and there was some interesting movement at the back end of the rankings, notably USC uh, jumping up into the mix at 23. That matters a great deal to Oregon, which beat USC, and to Utah, which lost to USC. You also saw the Big 12 get Iowa State in there too, which will matter to Oklahoma. But when you look at this uh, this rankings reveal, Chris, what's your biggest takeaway? Yeah, I think you have to start with Oklahoma. I know a lot of eyes were on Alabama post Tua Tonga-Valoa's injury, but the tide held steady at five. Oklahoma at number nine is not a great sign for the Sooners. They just beat the number 13 team in the country, an undefeated Power 5 team on the road, and they only moved up one spot in the rankings. And uh, that Penn State separator between Oklahoma and the Pac-12 teams doesn't really matter in terms of the college football playoff race. Like Penn State's going to take care of its business one way or the other, and the Big Ten and the Big Ten will sort itself out. The problem is the committee views another one loss team like as better than Oklahoma in the context of the four, like the quadrant of Penn state or Utah and Oregon. So that means Oklahoma is even a further step behind those two PAC 12 programs and Oklahoma with more top 25 wins in those PAC 12 programs at this point. And Oklahoma was with a tougher schedule than most of those programs at this point. You would think they'd rank ahead of them based on their resume, but there's something about Oklahoma that seems to be, um, holding the committee back a little bit and they're running out of uh, kind of room to make up uh, ground here because the PAC 12 will have the Trump card in the PAC 12 title game when Oregon and U- Oregon and Utah likely face each other. I'll read out the top 10 so that everyone at home can hear it. LSU, Ohio state, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama at five, Oregon, Utah, Penn state, Oklahoma, Minnesota. So when they were coming down from 25 to one, my, my ears perked up when I heard Baylor at 14 because I was like, oh, wow, the Bears only dropped one spot. And I was thinking that matters a great deal to Oklahoma, which is going to get Baylor again in two weeks' time, three weeks' time, because Oklahoma would like another top 15 team or win to string together. But I, I think it's, as you said, becoming increasingly clear that – Oklahoma is batting third behind not just whoever wins out of the Pac-12, but whatever happens in the SEC uh, with Georgia set to face A&M this weekend, LSU in the conference championship game, Alabama will play Auburn. Chris, what does the Pac-12 champion, can can the Pac-12 champion jump either Georgia or Alabama? Well, Georgia obviously still controls its own destiny. If a Georgia, if Georgia wins the SEC championship and beats LSU, Georgia's going to the playoff, likely as the third seed, perhaps even higher ahead of Clemson, given who they've beaten. Um, if LSU loses that game, given their resume to this point, they're likely going to the playoff too. So that's a scenario where two SEC teams are there. And this, if you're kind of talking about any of the scenarios we're talking about with the Pac-12 and the Big 12, you have to assume that Georgia's going to lose to LSU. If that happens, I think those teams can jump Alabama. 
I don't think it's a guarantee. I don't think Alabama's out of this yet. I think the committee showed that by leaving them fifth tonight. Alabama can still prove it belongs in the playoff. But there is there is definitely a path for the Pac-12, especially to catch Alabama at this point with Tua Tonga-Valoa's injury. And it really helps a team like Oregon, which just picked up a top 25 win over USC that it desperately needed, and a pretty dominant road top 25 win at that. So Oregon could potentially lean on that USC victory and a victory over Utah in the Pac-12 championship game. And that's a pretty strong resume when you consider Oregon had Auburn on the ropes for most of that game in week one and kind of lost at the end. So I I do think there's a pretty clear path, not a guaranteed path, but a clear path for the Pac-12 right now. No, you mentioned it like that USC USC. I mean, we, it wasn't even on my radar that the Trojans who are seven and four, you could end up uh, getting ranked <laughs> this week and who knows what will happen. Uh, they only have one game left against UCLA. It's, it's always sort of hard to project how that one plays out. But the fact that Oregon, you give them a top 25 win, that's huge for their resume. Cause we even just, when we talk about the ducks, we're talking about their loss. We're talking about their loss to Auburn and Auburn is number 15 this week. I think we're setting up for a scenario where these teams are going to have to start making statements. And until then, you know, up until now, we've had resume, we've had eye tests, but eye tests as far as like, a, are you good on both sides of the ball? Not as far as dominance, in my opinion. I think that's going to start mattering now. I think Alabama is going to have to blow the doors off of Auburn and they're going to have to have Mac Jones playing at a near to a level. I think Oregon and Utah, the winner of that game, that can't be a 10 to three game like it was last year. I think that needs to be an impressive win for whomever that is. And I think all of that matters because you look at 2014, which is a year that's going to keep popping up now, as far as a comparison year, the first year of the college football playoff rankings, Ohio state is down to its third string quarterback, Cardale Jones. He puts on an absolute show against Wisconsin. They, in the Big Ten Big, Big Ten title game, they crush the Badgers fifty nine to zero, and they jump um, to get to number four over you know a few Big Twelve teams, Baylor and TCU. So I think that matters for Mac Jones. I think he needs to show that he's not much of a drop off. I think it matters for the Pac twelve teams too. They need to win big. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I do think if a Pac twelve team gets to the Pac twelve title game and Utah and Oregon both come in at number six and number seven, a win in that game is enough. At least a solid win is enough to potentially drop, jump Alabama as long as Alabama isn't absolutely dominant with Mac Jones under center. And I do think that 2014 comparison that you brought up is a salient one, specifically because Ohio State got into the playoff because a team that many assumed was dead kicked the crap out of Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game with Cardell Jones under center. Obviously, Alabama won't have that opportunity in the SEC Championship game unless something catastrophic happens and LSU loses its next two games. But they do have an opportunity against Auburn, against a team that I think the committee consistently has viewed as a top 15, top 10 program to really put it on them. And if they put it on them in a way that Ohio State put it on Wisconsin in 2014, I really do think with a backup quarterback, the committee might respect that more than the Pac-12 champion. But I think when you're kind of talking about that, that seems less likely than the Pac-12 kind of holding ground there. So Alabama does have a path in front of it, but I, I do agree that the Pac-12 and to an extent the Big 12 are advantaged with Alabama not being able to play in a championship game and Alabama not having arguably the best quarterback in the country. Yeah, it's also interesting. You know, the Pac-12 is, the perception of it is so bad. 
Uh, it's conference commissioner Larry Scott is just you know taking scandal after scandal. So you're going to go, and, and when we get to this point, it happens every year where coaches start stumping for their team. And I don't know how much the committee listens to it, but you're going to have the Pac-12 against Nick Saban, uh, the biggest voice in the sport. That could be interesting. Chris, last one. The battle for number one is really important this year because I don't want to play Clemson no. uh, in the semifinal. The Clemson is number one any other year. I would still personally, I think Clemson's the best team in football and say what you will about that. Can Ohio State take back this one spot, or does LSU, by virtue of getting to a chance to beat Georgia, have this thing locked up? I mean, I think it could go back and forth a couple times here in the next couple weeks. I think Ohio State, if it beats Penn State in convincing fashion, will be number one next week in these rankings. And then I think it largely depends on how LSU looks against Georgia, and then whoever comes out of the Big Ten West, be it Minnesota or Wisconsin, and plus Ohio State has a statement game ahead of it against Michigan. If Ohio State kind of puts the pedal down and just dominates Penn State, Wisconsin, and Michigan to end the season, I really don't think LSU, given kind of some of the close games they've played this year, is going to be able to take that ranking back from Ohio State, assuming Ohio State takes it next week. So I don't think it's by any means a done deal yet that LSU's kind of sewed up that top spot. I think Ohio State has a great chance of finishing the season number one. If you look at what they've done this season, they are the most historically dominant team of the BCS and college football playoff era. Their average scoring margin is higher than even Florida State's in 2013. And we kind of look at that as the standard team of this kind of millennium, at least in terms of uh, overall dominance and the way they played. So I think Ohio State has a great chance of ending up number one. And as you said, nobody wants to play Clemson in the in the semifinal. That is not the game you want. You want whoever's coming out of the Pac-12 or a hobbled Alabama or an Oklahoma team with questions. You do not want Clemson. I think you're right. And I also wonder if the committee might uh, take a skeptic look at LSU, which, as you wrote this week, sort of has an Oklahoma-esque problem on the defensive side of the ball. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. Before I get into my goodbye, I want to remind everyone, we've been saying this all week, next week for Thanksgiving, we are hoping to air on the podcast some comments from listeners about things they're thankful for. So if you have something you're thankful for, uh, call 312-789-5647. And leave us a voicemail, Chris. I'm thankful for you jumping on with me and doing this. Uh, That's going to do it. Uh, Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. I would love that. For Chris Hummer, for our producer, Tony Levitt, for Connor Tapp, I'm Trey Scott, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Wednesday.